0: Welcome to the Mama Hive. My goal with this podcast is to give all mamas more tools so that we can work together to create something beautiful in our families and as a society. The world needs hardworking, busy bee mamas who do good because together we're freaking unstoppable. Okay, so today we are kicking off a whole month on nutrition, at least a month. It might end up being a little bit longer depending on a couple of people I have lined up, but I just want to start this little nutrition series with a little disclaimer. I am not a dietitian. I am by no means an expert. They're coming, so hold on to your hats, but uh, this is something I'm very passionate about. I've spent a lot of years learning about this a lot of years teaching it on some level, and I'm still learning. I'm constantly learning in the nutrition department. But it's something that I feel passionately about because you can't talk about kids and the health of their brains and their bodies without talking about nutrition. It's impossible. They tie together so much that it would be neglectful to not talk about it. I also feel that as parents, we have a responsibility to do better for our kids. I'm 100% included in this. I definitely have my wins where nutrition is concerned with my son, but there are definitely things I could improve in. And I think it's important to note that I get that life happens. To say that your kids are never going to eat a piece of candy or piece of cake to me seems A, unnecessary, and B, extreme, and C, not founded in real life but um we do have a lot of influence over what our kids eating i mean we're as as moms and parents we're generally the ones doing grocery shopping if we're not it's maybe our partners or a nanny or a helper but we're still giving them the list and if not you can start giving them a list and saying avoid these things and buy more of these but um If it's not in our house, then we don't eat it. And that's the same for our kids and for us. And I I just think it's important to note too that when talking about nutrition as parents, the things that our bodies need to respond and function and to feel like at our optimal is the same for kids. And so just that little nugget that we have more control, I think, than we sometimes let on. So I mentioned sometimes we have wins and sometimes, you know, we don't, but it's all moderation in my opinion. But this win that I had, Bex was at, that's my son, Beckham. He was at swim lessons and he got a sucker from his swim instructor and he looked at it and we start walking away towards our car and he holds it up and he goes, mama. I was like, yeah, it's a sucker. And he goes, huh? And he like hits it, kind of waves it around. (laughs) Then he goes, "Eh, mama. And he handed me a sucker, and I was like, "Yeah, my kid doesn't know what a sucker is." Since so I felt really victorious, and I traded him for a sticker instead. But um, once again, it's just it's just what they're familiar with. So that's my little just spew of info about nutrition so far. Um, but we'll kind of get into a little bit more of some of the why behind it. So I once again, why even talk about nutrition? Well, as you guys may know I'm passionate about children and helping them, and so many of us and our kids have food intolerances. They have inflammation in their gut and in their brains, and it goes back to the foods that we're eating. Now, it's important to note that there is a difference between allergies and intolerances, so I, I have both. So I have food allergies um, to nuts, so certain nuts, if I eat them, I have an anaphylactic reaction, My throat closes off. I start to swell up. I have to have an EpiPen on hand so that my airway doesn't constrict. I've ended up in the ER a few times. And that's what a lot of us are familiar with is allergies. Like don't, you know, feed a certain kid peanuts because it'll send them to the hospital. Very serious. We don't want to mess with those. Now, intolerances are foods that we're eating that our bodies can't break down properly. And this can be because our digestive systems are worn down or tired. Uh, It could be maybe our liver is not detoxing the way that it needs to, there's all sorts of reasons that our bodies can build intolerances and they can surface at different points in life. They, there might be a food that you've been able to eat for years and maybe some of you have experienced this and then you eat it and you start feeling sick or you're more lethargic or you have brain fog. That is a sign of a food intolerance. So when we're talking about food, It's huge for our kids to cut out inflammatory foods. And this is because they say that the gut is the second brain. So if there's inflammation in the gut from the foods that we're eating, because we're eating foods that our bodies can't break down properly, then there is also inflammation in the brain. This ties into our mood, our behaviors, our mannerisms, everything. And a great example of this, this gut-brain connection is... Alcohol. When you drink alcohol, it affects your brain, right? It can impair your judgment. It can change your emotions. You might be more laid back when you're more of a an uptight person. It might make you, you know, sillier, or it might make you perceive things differently. So, food has the same effect on the brain. And I do feel like more and more people, um, if they didn't realize this, are realizing this now. People are realizing that not feeling awesome whether it's stomach issues or their mood or just brain fog that they have certain foods for them that are trigger foods and I also feel like there are so many more doctors and medical professionals that are talking about this gut brain connection and coming at it when healing from a variety of different things with their patients they're incorporating food into that so once again with kids that we're dealing with the reason why we need to cut out inflammatory foods is because it can tie directly to their behaviors. Um, A really good example of this, there's a lot of kids in the ADHD world that have a noticeable reaction to food dyes. Um, Here to Google like red 40 and behavioral issues, there are hundreds of articles. There's all sorts of research that shows that there are these correlations between these dyes that are put into some of our food um, and the moods and behaviors of kids. So that's why we need to cut out is whether you have a child with a diagnosis or not, their, their brains can't function optimally if their bodies are not functioning optimally. And the frustrating thing is that the foods that we're eating now are just not the same foods that we used to have. There are genetically modified organisms, GMOs. There are added ingredients to foods. So many of the foods that even I grew up with as a child that my parents grew up with now have added fillers, sugars, and chemicals. So much of what we're eating is processed, meaning that it has gone through a chemical process. Parts of it are grown in the lab instead of in the wild. And our bodies are just not made to eat that, and to eat that in mass quantities, and to know how to properly break it down. So, why do I even care about this? Um, well, a couple things. First of all, I worked with thousands of families that started to make changes to their um, their diets, the things they were eating, and they saw huge changes. I had parents that would see it in themselves that initially would start to cut out or eliminate certain foods, um, just to, and you know do it with their kids. Their kid didn't feel ostracized, and then they would see huge changes in themselves, and then. They also would see these massive changes in their kids. They'd see the behavior start to improve. They'd see better focus. They would see um, quicker processing with different things, with whether it was instructions that were given to them or following through with homework. And that's because, once again, you take the inflammation out of the gut with the foods we're eating, that inflammation in the brain can go down, and things can fire quicker back and forth in the brain without that inflammation. I also have loved to see, there's been lots of families that I have stayed in contact with for years and I would say the majority of them continue with the changes that they may start um, or that they started years ago and I was working with them to this day because this is not a diet. I am not personally a believer in quote-unquote diets and fads. I am a believer in making some lifestyle changes, changes to what you're eating, what you're consuming, and then understanding the why behind it. So that's one reason I care is because I've seen it change kids' and families' lives. Another reason, and this is slightly more selfish, is because I've seen it change my own life. I um, Just a tiny bit about my own health journey, I won't go a ton into this, but when I was younger, I would get sick a lot, and um, about age 18, I actually was in the doctor and at this point I was getting a lot of migraines and I was also vomiting a lot like multiple times a week and I could not figure out why and I went to the doctor actually saw a couple I started with my pediatrician because I was 18 and I was like who do I go to besides a pediatrician started there moved to a family doc kind of bounced around to a couple people and ended up getting diagnosed with Chronic migraines, and then essentially what they called chronic stomach migraines. And I remember the doctor just explaining it that similar to when the blood vessels in your head constrict, and that's what causes a migraine, that is what is happening with your stomach. The blood vessels in your stomach are constricting, they're causing pressure, and that's making you vomit. And I will never forget, I looked at this doctor and I just said, Okay, so what do I do to stop it? And he looked at me, kind of shrugged his shoulders, and he just said, Well, I mean, migraines are pretty genetic and so this is genetic so you probably just kind of have to learn to manage it i remember leaving and as i was walking out i was like that cannot be right like I'm 18. that there's no way that this is my whole life where I'm just gonna have to throw up a few times a week. like it it just did not make sense with me. So that's kind of when I started to look into nutrition and it wasn't for a few more years later when I started to um, work with kids and families and nutrition was a part of it and then I started working with you know a dietitian and I had some more resources in my pocket that I started to figure out. I can I can heal this. There's a lot of things I can do to make it so I don't have migraines and stomach migraines anymore. So um, let's get it. I kind of started slowly. I started to try to cut out like the sugars and some of the added um, preservatives. I started to be more mindful of what I was eating. I cut out soda at the time. I cut out um, initially cut out dairy and I kind of was just kind of dabbling doing random things here and there and I'd kind of try it for like a week or two and then go back and I was still getting sick and so then I started working with a a nutritionist. I think he was technically a registered dietitian. I don't actually remember his technical credentials but he introduced to me a program called the autoimmune paleo program. You can look it up. But basically what it is, is it is a program for a massive gut overhaul. It takes out any foods that are causing inflammation for a period of time, allowing your gut to heal um, instead of having leaky gut issues where, you know, the foods they you're eating are sneaking into your bloodstream so your body attacks them. Um, anyway, so I, I started this AIP protocol and... Man, I did good. It's definitely strict for a while, but I knew that I needed it. And some people don't; they don't need it. They're not at a point where they're having, you know, the the side effects that I was having and the symptoms. But I started doing this, and a few months in, I felt like I was became this like infomercial of positive effects. I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm running faster. I'm sleeping higher. I or sleeping better. I." jump higher, <laughs> I, um, I felt better, I was not sick, I was not throwing up, I actually have not had a migraine since, and it's been, mm, how long has it been, seven years, and um, and so I have personally felt the impacts of eating cleaner, eating more real foods, and so that's that's why I'm here, that's why we're going to talk about nutrition for the next Little bit here on the podcast, so so now where to start? So I have some resources. I'll start sharing the Instagram mostly. Um, once again, I've got a couple interviews coming up with some awesome experts. But for me, the easiest place, if you know that you and/or your kids need to start making some changes, is to start to focus on real food and. For me, once when I first got started with making some dietary changes, I was really overwhelmed. And I am definitely the kind of personality that if I feel like there's 87 things I have to do, I want to do zero of them. Well, yeah, it's just too much. I don't know where to start, so I'm just not going to start. And that's what I did for a couple of years. Like I mentioned, I was still sick and kind of would try something for a minute and then move on. But when I got the tip to focus on real food... For me, that was a tangible starting point. Does it grow in the wild? Yes. Then I can eat it. So I would... Let's get another tip from the same dietitian was he'd he'd just say, just skirt the edges of the grocery store. That's where produce is. That's where quality dairy products are if you can handle dairy. Um, But don't even go into those inner workings. Like the pantry aisles. He's like, those are overwhelming in the beginning. Are there things you can eat in there? Absolutely. But start basic. So for the first couple weeks, I was also working a lot of the time. I didn't have a ton of time for food prep. I stuck with like chicken and veggies. I started to source like quality chicken, would eat that. I'd branch out occasionally to salmon, um, but I, I stuck to the basics and I would focus on things with very few ingredients in them and things that were pronounceable for me. If I wasn't familiar with something listed, or it had more than like five or so things on the label, that I would say, you know what, this is not something that I know. It's not real food, and I'm gonna stay away from it. So for me, that was a really doable point is to focus on real foods. Fruits, veggies, meats, nuts, um, start there. And then as you gain more experience, more comfort, as you're more confident with the foods that you're eating, then start to branch out and then start to go crazy with making your own pizza crust or different things like that um that actually reminded me it was really funny when I was kind of first getting started on this I when I'm passionate about things I talk a lot about them my poor family dealt with a lot of my nutrition spills over there they still do but I like to think I've calmed down a little bit but I remember I was talking to my younger brother and I was just like dude just if you can't pronounce it don't buy it and don't even eat it like can you pronounce the things in this bag of chips and and once again he was like I literally don't care he was a teacher at the time he's like I'm gonna eat whatever the heck I want but I was trying so hard to just I was like I promise you'll feel better so anyway so not like two days later I had a bag of quinoa out and my brother walked in he's like oh quinoa huh one of your weird health food things I was like, oh, it's quinoa. And he goes, oh, can't pronounce it. shouldn't buy it. I should stay away from it. (laughs) So um, it was just one of those funny things. But another thing when making some of these changes is be patient. Progress, not perfection, is 100% my motto when it comes to food. I still have a lot of things uh, that I need to improve on. And I also, there's a i say a pretty big movement even happening around intuitive eating, and so much of that speaks to me. I had a unhealthy relationship for a long time with food, and I have learned that, for me, I have to have balance. I love baked goods and sweets. That's just part of me. It's I love to bake. It's enjoyable. It's a hobby of mine. My husband teases me that desserts are one of my love languages, um, but... I make a really big effort to make better choices for the things that I'm eating or making. I try to substitute, you know, healthier ingredients when I can. Um, But once again, for me, completely eliminating that and saying I can never have a sweet ever again, that's not healthy for my relationship with food. It creates a really weird dynamic. So um, be patient with yourself. Be patient with your kids as you're making changes. Um, It's... I do firmly believe once again that life happens and that means there are times where there, there's give and take. I love to travel as well. My husband teases me that's another love language of mine. It's like if you can travel to a new food place, you're golden. Like that's all you need to be happy. And it's it's quite true. But um during with with Beckham, I during the first trimester, I was so sick. I was sick again. I'm I'm expecting right now, but and I've been sick both first trimesters. But I remember the only thing being that I could keep down literally for like two weeks was easy mac and cheese, and I tried to get like a better. Quote unquote healthier version, and it just wasn't the same. It wouldn't stay down. So I ate easy mac and cheese for a solid probably two weeks. So there are times where you got to give and take. Then once that passed, I, I, you know, obviously tried to make better choices, but um, I just know that nutrition is important. I know that it impacts our kids and their behaviors. So this is just a a brief kind of intro. I've got some resources I'm going to share coming up mostly via social media, and once again, I've got some experts coming up. Just For example, I have Cara of Just Ingredients next week um, in an episode, and she is full of She's just a goldmine of information, so I'm so excited for that. Um, and then, well, I've got a couple other guests kind of in the works to talk to us about nutrition and some of the different elements there, and I'm just excited. It's something that I love, and I can't wait for uh, you guys to follow along and for us to all learn together. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today. If you like what you heard, then share, share, share wherever your heart desires. You can find me at Mama Hive Pod on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe for future episodes.